Just one more thing while I'm here. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today I've been thinking about some of the, the little things. One of the reasons I enjoy urgent care is the breadth of scope. I enjoy the fact that we maintain knowledge across all systems and all ages. Our clinical days are varied and we get to help our community by addressing their immediate, urgent health concerns. It is one of several generalist specialties, along with ED and general practice, but for me, it ticks all the right boxes. When I consider CPD as it relates to urgent care, it is easy to only seek out topics that directly relate to presentations that we consider to be urgent. These are, after all, our staple, and it's important that we maintain knowledge, skill and experience such as to deal with all of these presentations. But one of the strengths of urgent care as a health service is that it is available as a walk-in, no-appointment service that gives patients access to a doctor or nurse practitioner directly without referral. This gives our patients the autonomy to access healthcare on demand and, cost aside, without barriers. So while we all might know what we consider to be a reasonable injury or illness to present to urgent care, these are not always reflected in the decisions our patients make when coming to see us. There are conditions that present to us that would have been better managed by their GP, or indeed better going directly to ED. So as I've mentioned before on this podcast, we need to maintain knowledge about these non-urgent care conditions such as to be able to adequately identify them, converse with our patients and colleagues appropriately, and direct the patient to a suitable place for management. We need to remain conversant even if we do not manage the problem. We therefore need to use some of our CPD to keep current with things like CVRA screening, BP management, prostate screening, immunisation schedules and so on, not because we're the clinicians who will be undertaking the management, but so that we can safely play an appropriate part in the patient's journey with respect to that issue. We play a vital part in identifying some conditions and in facilitating care, and so we cannot hide behind the excuse that it is not an urgent care problem. I find this can be difficult though, especially when we're busy, and if we may not have seen that condition before, or very often. You can feel a mix of anxiety and inadequacy at the same time as wanting to do your best for the patient who, after all, has paid to see you and has an expectation that, as a doctor, you know things. With experience, these consultations can get easier, but they're still tricky, and it's why I direct a good portion of my CPD reading and learning towards these areas. I would encourage you all to do the same, and rather than look at something like a BPAC article, the GP research review articles, or maybe a Goodfellow presentation, and say that, oh, that's a GP issue, look at it through the urgent care lens and consider how this might manifest as a presentation to your clinic at 8pm on a Saturday of a long weekend, for example. However, 
there are also things that are not overtly urgent care, but are also worth us knowing, as they are things that do not necessarily need to be referred on to another provider. I find that these can often be the oh, while I'm here questions. And I recently had a good example that I will share with you now. Having completed a minor head injury consultation in a young child, I got a while we're here question. The patient's mum was concerned about a white patch on the child's fingernail. Leukonychia is the name for whitening of the nail. If the nail is totally white, then it's total leukonychia, whereas if it's incomplete, then it is a partial leukonychia, the latter being separated into punctate, longitudinal and striate. The type of leukonychia this child had was punctate, and these are caused by minor trauma or nail biting, so it's a common thing to see in kids. Indeed, as I write this, I have two on my own hand. So I was able to reassure mum that these were of no concern. But it is worth reviewing the Dermnet page on white nails because there are causes of whitening that relate to poisoning and drugs like lead and arsenic poisoning and certain chemotherapies and sulfonamides. And there are some illnesses that are connected to whitening of the nails like cirrhosis, chronic kidney disease and a number of deficiencies. So while this is not really an urgent care issue, and is almost certainly going to be either an insignificant finding or something related to a chronic illness managed by another specialty, it's still worth us maintaining this kind of knowledge, at least at the, at the front of our mind. An exhaustive knowledge is not needed, but enough to prompt the memory and, if required, search for further information. While our job does have quite a defined scope, the open access presentations do mean we have to remain conversant with all possible presentations. So the Dermnet page is linked in the show notes. If you have any comments, questions, corrections or suggestions, email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. And we'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.